So we were just talking about the overview. Welcome back. By Hi. the way, are we? I, I don't know if this is a commercial or if it's just a completely new segment, but we're back. Uh, we were talking about the overview of a short film. So let's talk some specifics. So in pre-production, um, we've got a lot of things that happen. Obviously, we've got the, the story itself that happens and we've got the um, the casting and location scouting and, and all of that that goes into you know, development. I think we should start with, you know, like the story, right? Okay. You come up with all of these ideas. How did you come up with the idea of beta? That's a, that's an interesting question because where ideas come from, it's like, I don't really know. What is your muse? I remember. Okay. So these are the things that I remember about the, the, the beginning of it. Number one, I remember talking about like expectation, um, versus like reality, you know, like what it is it that, you know, in a relationship, even, you know, what my um, what is my wife's expectation of me? What is my expectation of my wife in in our relationship? And then what happens if that's not a, you know, a, a natural thing? Everyone's got different uh, um, different human qualities and expectations for the people that they're in relationships with. Um, so, I mean, there was that there was uh, discussions that I know that we had about um, and even as, as simple as um, I remember watching her, the movie her with mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. I remember having the conversation about like that was an, an, a fascinating look into someone who falls in love with. A, 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 I don't even know what you call that, like a, a being, but not anything physical. So I that went we I think we went down the road of what if we did a sci fi um, and then the idea of a of a guy building a robot to be you know, his, his companion, it, I don't know, it came up and I, I don't remember if that was a me thing, if that was a Kyle thing, if it was one of us, did you come up with that? I don't remember. I don't it's either. It was very long ago. It was, it was back, it was just after our premiere or maybe before our premiere for Hear Me, which was in 2019. And you know what I think it was, I feel like we were on our way to LA for a festival of showing Hear Me. Uh huh. And I feel like we were all in the car and you guys, guys, I have this great idea. And I remember it was... Was it Borrego? Borrego no, 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 no. It was in LA. Okay. And it was you, Corey, and then Kyle and I in the back seat. Okay. And I just remember being like on the drive in the mountains, going <laughs> to LA. And then and you just, hearing the pitch. Yeah. I don't remember that being the moment though. I mean, I don't... I, I heard a pitch in that <laughs> ride. <laughs> it was probably a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's it's hard to say where it come where it came across, but I, what's cool about ideas? Kyle always says this, um, you know, all ideas suck <laughs> in the beginning. Like all ideas are until you build on them. Right. And I remember, and, and obviously, the, I think that we were thinking about it even being just like a straight up comedy, almost silly, uh, and and then it just evolved from there, and everyone's take on it, and all the discussions that we had. So. Um, for those who don't know, Logic Films, we have we have a writing team, but we also have everyone kind of gets in, involved in it. Like, it's not just, here's the script that we're doing, go. Nobody has any questions about this. Nobody has any concerns. It's right. Kevin and Kyle, no matter, no, it's not. It's, it just, it goes through quite a bit of of, uh, of process. That mosquito, by the way, bit me. Yeah, there's um, a couple of mosquitoes flying around. Yeah, it's, that was, that was rough. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be, it's going to be a rough time with me in a bit. Um, so yeah, we, we had the develop idea and it, and it just continued to roll around and, and I think it, we even shelved it for a bit and then, 
Um, cause we went to the LA festival in like August or something, but it wasn't until I think I remember casting in, in December. So it had to have been at least like October or November. It was right around the time of the hear me premiere in Bakersfield, at least that we were moving on with beta. We knew beta was the next one by that, by that point. And, um, so yeah, however it came about, I remember sitting down, um, in a, in an office room and just like hammering it out. And again, that whole concept of, of an idea doesn't really, until you work on it, doesn't become, um, anything until you know, a lot of people have their hand in it and you really, really, really work at, um, at development. I, the way that our writing process works, I took the script to Kyle, who is, um, who is, who's the writing partner here at, at Logic and he destroys it. <laughs> basically as he should Kyle is very good at like no this does not work right what is the point of this even being right. here like this has no value right and not not afraid to say it and he asks a lot of questions and he's he's perfect for that mm-hmm. um, we balance each other out like that because I'm just like okay here it is and then he's like okay that's great now rip this up this is why are you doing these things um, and so there's a lot of kind of back and forth that happens with the two of us like I'll send him a, a, it's, it's not notes though, because that happens in every company where there's notes. It's, it's like literally sitting down and, and together we kind of work it out to, will we get to a point where we've got a good story. Now let's, let's literally go line by line and go, does that character need to say that? Is it, is silence better here than actual words? Cause it can, you know, sound pretty derivative if the character is I saying know what they feel. Justin started in on that process, right? Mm-hmm. Like once it became like an actual script, I know Justin right. helped. Yeah, we had, I rem- that's right, we had a couple meetings on Zoom. This was before Zoom became yeah. the, you know, the... The, the end-all be-all. End-all be-all for communication. Um, yes, uh, he did. Um, and so, yeah, Justin, Kyle, and I, we sat around and really, like, worked it out. And then, then I remember very specifically going through. And then we, um, well, we move along with... Do we want to get into things like the reading and things like that before? Yeah, that was part of it. It was part of it. I mean, my question really was just how you came up with your story. So I think you answered that. <laughs> yeah. How, how much time are we in right now? <laughs> Ten minutes? Seven minutes. Okay. You're close. Look at you it's estimating. It's just about story. Okay. So, I mean, you brought up how at the end of the script, after it's locked, right? We need to understand if it actually works. And in order to do that, we need people to actually read it how they would act yeah. during it. So what did you, who did we have? Yeah, we, we got together a reading. Uh, it's, it's a table read. Um, typically you do this with the actors, but since we hadn't cast, we wanted to see, you know, if it's even worth going down that road. Um, so we brought in uh, two very well uh, prominent actors here in Bakersfield, came to help us out with, uh, with some reading. And basically we just kind of, they, they played the roles and we put the script in front of them. They cold read it, which I don't, th- there's some value in cold reading for, for those who don't know, cold reading is basically, they've never seen this story before. They have no idea what it's about and they just read based on reactions. And I, I think that at the time we wanted to see, you know, how is an actor for the first time going to, going to do this? Um, I don't know. I don't know that we'll do that again. Cold. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it was different because we were like, oh, we weren't expecting it to be read that way. You know, like with certain inflection and certain right. vowels or yeah. whatever. Um, so I think it was 
I think it was still good yeah. that we did it because you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, talking about that numbness again, right. like, you know, you're so familiar with the script. You have it in your head however you want it right. to be done. You kind of forget that there's other ways right. of doing things. Um, I think it did help us. And there's honesty actually. in that first. Right. It's how they come to it. Right. Right. Um, it's how they perceive the script. It's how obviously people who would watch this, the screening. Right. Right. Would feel about it i guess you could say right um so i think that we should do it again cold read well and then we we did have them flip the and they did after they got familiarized with the script they did it again um i think it was just when i i I was watching some bts and angela was talking about how you know when she was reading it again it was a lot better and so you know what we really are after is how how can this sound um, so the purpose of a cold read is to, again, get like remove ourselves and and give the power over to actors because that's ultimately what's going to be happening. Right. Have have no input and just see how your work actually comes across right. in somebody's eyes. Right. Which is super surreal. <laughs> it's always very, uh, very awkward the first couple times hearing it, not because of the actors, but just because you're. You hear it one way in your head and then you see how it can be done. It's like when you ever, you like read a book yeah. and you like, you create your own movie in your head and then yeah, they cast then somebody else and you're like, oh, that's awful. Like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> that is not how I wanted it done. Right. Yeah. But, or the flip side where you see the perfect, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I Right. Imagined. Like I didn't even think about that. Right. Yeah. So in any case, we, we did that. I think that was in, in January or December. It was. I have no idea. It, it's been so long ago. I think, I think it was right away in January. Um, it was a so cold month. It was a cold month. I did month. have a jacket that I brought with us. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I remember these things from way back when. Yeah. And I was wearing a jacket too. This is all stuff that's super important that we need to make <laughs> sure that everyone knows about. Clearly. This what is color be was your jacket? It was black. Mine was blue. I was wearing a brown hat. I only know this because of Michael's... Um, the BTS the stuff. The BTS stuff, yeah. So you, you, we do a reading, and then we decide to move on into casting. So this is one where I think both of us could have an, a pretty equal, but an equal understanding of it, but a very different... Very different viewpoints of it. Yeah. Um, so... I'll I'll start we'll start with you and just say you know like walk us through what we did um and kind of the I guess the stages of creating a, a casting call and, and all of that um and then what was your kind of experience overall and then we'll get into you know when we actually got William and, and Aubrey So I mean we started out we gave our um logline our synopsis everything like that we put it out online to have Everybody in the world <laughs> send us their submissions. Yeah, we're, we're lucky if uh, most everyone I think that's going to listen to this knows we're in, in Bakersfield, which is in the L.A. area. So if you're outside of that, um, when you have a market that's right next door, it, it helps. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, but we also we had a lot of those submissions to watch um, just their reels of we gave. No, wait, OK. We didn't give them the side until we had chosen, right? Yeah. They just so, submitted their right. reels. So, yeah, usually you, you, you put out what's called the script breakdown. Right. Which is basically a synopsis of your work. And you say, this is the character that you're going for. This is about the playable age, things like that. Just the, the basics and then the overall um, synopsis of the work. And then from there you get submissions. 
which I think we ended up after counting like 6,000 submissions. It was so many. And I mean, we got anywhere from people that we actually recognized from like. Like big time like movies. Yeah. <laughs> like I know her. I, you're right. That was super weird. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, cousin Sally who wants to take their selfie as their, their whatever. Their, their, yep. Their you're profile just like, picture. okay. <laughs> right. Cool. And nothing wrong with that except, yeah, it, it was when you're going through 6,000 submissions, that's a lot. So I think what we ended up doing was taking those 6,000 and. and Choosing, I think the next number was about 400. I remember it was a lot because we we went through and just kind of like checked some boxes. And we got through about 400 and then we asked those 400. To send in a side. To send in a side. So that would be like the self-tape of themselves doing our script. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember watching those and just like realizing how different actors took certain lines right. like to either to the extreme or not enough. And you were just sitting there like, what do I want from this script? Like, who do I want <laughs> right. in this character? You think role? you know in the beginning right. and then you see all these options and you're like, well, wait, <laughs> it right. could be that way. Cause I remember how beta started out. It was like a childlike innocence, which still she has. Right. But we, we took that and ran with like, Oh, well she needs to be young then. And then we realized like, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> want right. We needed somebody that was more of an equal and not not child because that goes right. in weird directions. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for so for people that don't understand or don't know the script, it's a it's a robot that kind of grows up in twenty minutes, <laughs> um, and so it, it grows up mentally and emotionally, um, but it didn't play off as well as we thought we were wanting. Um, thank God we got Aubrey because yes. <laughs> she created so much depth there. But what we took was the, let's see, we took the 400 that sent in a self tape and we ended up narrowing it down to about um, 25 each. That sounds right. right. So, yeah. And we brought them in to, some of them were from Bakersfield and some of them were from LA. And so we did two different sets of auditions. One week we hit the Bakersfield, um, uh, submissions and then the next one we went down to LA and did a couple days down mm-hmm. in LA with uh with actors from um from there and I think now this is where I'll ask you I do you remember William and Aubrey's like tapes along the way you know as the person who was reading the script to these actors to play off of yeah I found myself not really like paying attention to like who exactly was happening. You know, I was just like, how did they actually feed off of me? Cool. But I do know it was, I remember William. I remember seeing Aubrey. I don't remember what Aubrey did for us in that room until I watched it later. Right. But I do remember William because for me, as I was reading it to them, I needed to make sure that this man was not a right. predator. As a, as a woman. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I feel like there were a couple you know, that I was like, okay, I feel safe around this guy. Like, but that's that stuck with me. Like, William stuck with me because of that. Right. See, and I, it, talking about Byron's character first, that was something I remember was from the beginning, something we knew we needed to make sure we, we nailed, we landed right. Because as an act of creating a human being to be your, like, companion, um, you know, take take the the sex stuff out of it. Just that act alone is can be creepy if the right person isn't 
doing it. Right. They have to be endearing and they have to have that. You have to at least be able to relate to why they're doing it, right. not necessarily the, the, the act of it. And so we needed that. And um, some landed and some did, definitely didn't. Right. You could definitely tell in that room, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was kind of hard for me. Just, you know, to like be like, okay, yeah, like that was really good. Thank you. You know, yeah. I don't want to like hurt them. You know, eventually we did right. send out those like emails and calls and like, I'm so sorry, but like this isn't the I role for you. <laughs> you know, there were no emails. <laughs> I called every one of those. Kevin is very good at that. You know, as a director, he's very endearing and understands people's emotions. And, you know, <laughs> it is their time. They spend a lot of time oh, on sure. these well, sides. And I looked at it like, you know, in the casting process. Sorry, Thomas, this is just going to take a while because casting is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but in the casting process, you know, I looked at it like it's free directing because we were we were giving them notes on their side before they even came to us. Then they took those notes. And then and then I remember talking to uh, there was a little bit more that we did after we selected some for chemistry reads. But, you know, and then we give them notes in their actual audition. So it was like whoever the the person's going to be, I've already spent time and we've talked about the character enough to like eventually when we cast, they've already got all that time spent knowing what we're what we're looking for. Right. Um, and so I, I don't remember, well, I remember Williams, um, I don't remember his self tape. Oddly enough, I remember Aubrey's self tape. I remember neither. Self-tape. No self tape. I did remember his, um, I, I, he became the front runner very quickly for me. You know, once we took all the tapes back and looked him over, it was pretty clear he was, he was kind of the front runner. Which then we had to look at, okay, who's the best fit for him? And that's not to say that, you know, there weren't other front runners, but it was just definitely, it, he was a lot clearer. I feel like we struggled more with Beta. I mean. And maybe that's just, maybe I only struggled with Beta because I remember. I remember you had a front runner for right. so long and I just didn't see that beta potential that I had seen in others. Right. You know, so then it was, okay, well, like, why do you like this person for this character? What are their characteristics? Okay, well, what about this person? You know, we have to... There's just so much that goes into it. But there was a moment where I think we all just thought, realized this is is our beta. Right. And this is our Byron. Um, When was that for you? For me, it was Aubrey... In that moment of after the casting auditions, the mm-hmm. first one in L.A., we were going back. It was nighttime. And in the car, I just remember we were talking, discussing it. And I was like, no, like Aubrey is who it is for me. She came in with her hair tied up in like a high ponytail. She had like a really strong like jawline, strong presence. Mm-hmm. Like female energy was like strong. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, of course, she needed to start out with like this innocence, this childlike fascination with the world. But at the end of the day... You know, she has to stand up for what she believes in. Right. Make her own mind right. up in this situation as she goes and grows. Right. And I felt like Aubrey gets that. So from that moment, I knew this is the Aubrey that we need in the end. Mm. And I remember having her come back for the chemistry read. Like, I need to see a softer side. Right. Because well, I we remember had that saying strong that. One. 
I taught, I had a conversation with her after about that. And she, she did say she, that was like, she remembers <laughs> very much. Like we said, okay. And I mean, we, we talked about, you know, how can we get that, you know, she, small things like letting her hair down and, and being, um, not that that does anything, but I mean, it was very clear. She came in ready to be very powerful. And that's not to say that she didn't nail the other parts. She was amazing at the other parts. Um, but that was an area that we wanted to make sure that we, I think we were just seeing a lot of the the softer betas. And it was just like, okay, can you do this? Right. I mean, whatever we told her in the chemistry read, she made way better. <laughs> like it was, it was not, it was not about it. She just created, added depth to it um, uh, as, as amazing actors do. But it was just fascinating that like it was at different points. We knew, okay, there's, there's our beta. I think I remember. So uh, chronologically after we, we picked the top three. I think it was three of each. And then. And then this is when the coronavirus like, yeah. like happened. And we were kind of like in this weird gray area. Like what is it? Are, are, this like, cool? are we allowed to go out? Yeah. Like, do we need to wear masks? This was, like, yeah. Well, and the mask thing wasn't even a right. thing it be, in the beginning. It, we didn't know that was airborne. So it was all about, you know, it was touching Not things. Touching. We yeah, had so cleaned we, every single surface. Right. And and we had them. We did do six to eight feet apart. I remember that was a thing. And, and we talked with all the actors to make sure they were comfortable with maintaining a distance because it's an intimate story. Like they touch each other. And um, we needed a, we wanted to see that, but we couldn't. So I remember that was in the chemistry. We, we brought them in together to play off of each other. And there was one actor who wanted to do another self-tape, basically. Which was fine. We we took that into into consideration. Um, I remember it was just so much. It was so clear. As soon as they got in the room together, yeah. Like they one would leave, and you're just like something's missing. Yeah, it was it, it was just like okay, that's you know they were the they, they were an amazing beta for for either Byron he, he William was clearly the best Byron for the role I mean I already even said that like she was like that's exactly who I pictured in the in the chemistry she's like you're exactly mm-hmm. who I pictured for this role um it was just it was clear and you know it was it was hard for me because I had spent so much time looking at all of these betas and all of these Byrons and thinking, oh, you know, they would be perfect in this position and that position. And it was, I remember it being difficult to like make the call because it's a, it's a scary thing to have your character go to someone else. Thank God we did because Aubrey made it such a better beta. But um, yeah, I, I remember we, we actually, we, we offered William the role like on the drive home. Yep. I do remember that phone call. We were like on our way out of LA and we yeah. like, we got to do this. We're so yeah, it excited. Was just, it was, it was super exciting. Yeah. And it was like, it was immediate. Like it was just like, okay, let's just do it. Why? We know it's, it's William. Um, and then, and then I remember we like really, we, we sent the, the chemistry read footage to everybody. And we, I think it was like a full week before we decided for Aubrey, like it, we 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 kept the the three girls hanging for for a, a while because we wanted to make sure that you know that was the right person and you know clearly we made the right call with that so so yeah so then we we got William and Aubrey and everything was perfect after that so then after we have like our cast obviously then we need to identify 
where are we going to shoot this thing? Right. Right. We have who, we have what, where. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how did you, I know when I started looking for locations, I started mainly in LA. You know, we have these LA actors. Let's go yeah. to LA. Let's come Bring with a set. There, yeah. You know, seemed like such a good idea. And then we realized, you know. Then we have to have all of our people go over there. But it was either bring two equipment. two LA actors to us or bring like <laughs> eleven crew members to them and equipment and equipment. Yeah. yeah. So it would have just been for location. So we ultimately decided to try to find somewhere here, locally. Right. And I know I was just doing like web searches, and then you knew about this set. It wasn't really a set. It's Kyle's garage. Right. Well, yeah. Kyle has this like, the, yeah, it's like a workshop and it's just, just massive garage and it doesn't look like anything that we eventually made it out to be, but it had, it had high ceilings. It had a big kind of dungeony like yeah. in the corner there, this so kind like of cold vibe, this cold vibe. Yeah. And so, um, we, we went down there and I, re- I remember, um, we liked the aesthetic in this one specific corner but we knew we were going to have to put some time and, and money yep. into building it. Uh, we had to create this like this basement of this guy. And um, yeah, that took that took a whole lot of, of time and effort. And I think that it was so good that we I think this is one of those things we were talking about earlier where the, the covid shutdown mm-hmm. helped. Yeah, um, because we took our time and to find all of these little pieces along the way. And I know some of the pieces even took a while. It was like, please, somebody help us. Yeah, we were looking for the chalkboard. The chalkboard. We eventually had to just take a whiteboard and paint it with chalkboard paint. Right. There was was a chalkboard in there that basically is, you know, we wanted that because he's he's a a scientist, basically, or at least an engineer. He needs to work it out. Yeah. And so we wanted that that chalkboard. We wanted the the books. We wanted the the electrical electronic gadgets and things there. Um, but then I remember just the conversations. We've released one um, about just the different parts and the different aspects of that garage and why they mean what they mean. And that was that was fun, at least for me. I mean, even just listening to what we've already released of you know does the does she interact with the fish on the on right. the shelf. And I was like, no, of course not. She doesn't interact with this dumb fish. And we were like, wait, hold on. You're right. It wasn't in the script. This We had created so much mm-hmm. after the script, after we had met the, with the cast. Right. You know, it brought so many more elements to life because we knew who we were casting. We knew how they would right. interact with the scene. And that made it so much more be- so much better. Yeah. And I, I remember, uh, to, to even to go back to casting, one of the things that Aubrey does slash did um, in she's so reactive. Like everything was very, she did this one thing and I would, I freaked out about it the first time. Of course I had to write, write it down. <laughs> but it was just like, she, um, she says a line and then she laughs, which is in the script. But immediately after she laughs, you know, the, the idea is cut to, to Byron reacting to her laughing. She like starts touching her throat and her chest. Like, Oh my, like that's exactly, I, I, I knew what she was doing. I knew exactly why that was the case. And it was like, you know, she was, it's the first time she used her voice in that way. And it felt weird. And she wanted to, and it just become, it became a thing like this. She's got something here, not just her raw talent, but she's understanding the character in this, in this deep way. So to go back to the set, of course, she's going to be able to play with that and make it look good, you know? And, and we, we kind of gave ourselves opportunities for that to, 
develop. I feel like I remember um, we were on set and that mannequin that sits behind her, mm-hmm. right? And then there's that like the pieces of yeah. mannequin. Yeah. I remember Aubrey came up to me and she was like, this this girl is who I'm fighting for, <laughs> you know? like Yeah. Because, you know, the set around her really helped her get into character and really defined who her character was right. to, a, to a certain extent. You know, if we hadn't put those certain things in place, I don't think we would have gotten the exact same right. performance as we did. Well, and, and I mean... If you know anything about acting, you know, there's nothing more sterile than to you know, sit down and not be able to react off of anything when you got to like completely own it. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously good actors can do that. But, you know, you, you you put them in the environment and then put someone across from them that has, you know, exactly like they're able to be that character and be in that story because they are, you know, it's it's one less thing for them to have to get around i guess what was your favorite thing on set like the like prop yeah like activity like and well whatever any of that something that you're just like oh that's cool i like when when i'm when i look at beta i'm like oh that's super cool Hmm. i think i think about it more from like a logical perspective of like well that has to be there that has to be there and i think about like what went into getting it onto set so it's like some of all parts right So I think the entirety of set, if I can say that, like, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think really it's just how they interacted with it. You know, me putting it on set, staging it, Mm -hmm. it's just an object that we paid for, right? Or rented. Mm -hmm. You know, them bringing it to life and interacting with it and like making it the movie. Right. I think that's what's cool. Right. You know, it turns it from a prop to like art. Something that wasn't cool was the weather. The weather <laughs> on set, yeah. Something that we we took for granted. Uh, but do you remember it was hot? We were just worried about the mosquitoes. Yes, right. No, it was it was it was actually very comfortable minus yeah. the sound. Right. So it actually did rain on set, and we have that overlaid in the um in the edit. So the atmosphere they they do it does rain. We were able to you know, have a clean line of, of dialogue there without the rain due to good, uh, good sound by our sound technician, Thomas Smith. Wow. Um, Thomas. Yay. yay, Thomas. But also just in general, like having, you know, good, um, we had some luck as well, but then we kind of missed the coziness. I remember like watching the film without the rain and it was totally different. Yeah. It needed to have that that coziness. But do you think it was because we had listened to it for so long, or do you think it's genuine coziness? Well, I mean, I I think rain in general is genuine coziness. You know, you want to stay inside, you want to yeah. bundle up. Right, you you have that that feeling there, and um, but it might have been maybe it was. I have a positive experience with filming, um, and the rain was there. So maybe, maybe there's a psychological effect. Oh, let's go into psychological. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't deny that that's possible, but I, I, I honestly do just love rain. <laughs> so, and I think a lot of people th- that is a, that is something that is associated there. So, um, we've gotten good, uh, I don't know. What, what do you call it? Good, good critiques out of the rain and bad ones when we take it out. Cause it's just <laughs> this, sure, hum. Yeah. it is very quiet without it. So, yeah. So we, you know, talking about being on set and like our favorite things on set, 
it brings into like how these actors were with us on set. Obviously, COVID, we couldn't hang out really. Right. But we were still in this confined space. We still hung out with each other for like 48 hours, you know. <laughs> and it, you know, they changed. They, you guys were on Zoom a lot doing your reading. And then yeah. they do their chemistry reading. They're like a little bit together. Mm-hmm. But then bringing them into the space, how did you see them really grow? It, it was immediate. I mean, like we, it is true that in the Zoom record, uh, Zoom meetings, you know they they read their lines well. I mean it was they were still good, <laughs> right? Um, but there, there's you get from here up, kind of like what I am here. You know, <laughs> you get from there up on, um, you know, and you don't get the whole physical body, and that's important in in acting to be able to see all of that. And I and think how they that, interact with each other, you right? Know, like that touch and that closeness right and they were Aubrey said said something about um you know I I heard something that we were talking about she really felt like they were listening to each other and I think you can't I I don't think you can do that on zoom like that's just it's not there's not that human interaction and so when they were on set I don't know it was just something that happened and it was immediate um where they they it, it took them maybe a couple couple takes and then they were right there listening to each other and um I remember there was one moment that William kind of worked with her you know she was having trouble getting to a to a that emotional place. that emotional place that she needed to go and they just kind of like you know I I, I took her aside and I had my moment and talk with her but then I think that the real magic was when I'm William sorry was to say Kevin no, but you yeah, did not I mean, work in that situation right. yeah and I'm not Byron for her and and she was able to kind of uh, through talking with him, get to where she felt um, that, that it was comfortable. So, um, yeah, I think that it was it was pretty immediate, and especially like I said, with all the the body language that they were able to do and feed off each other. Um, there's, and especially with a short about a robot, all that makes the reality there, and so it was really fun whenever we were doing just test shots, right? And just seeing Aubrey like practice staying still and keeping her eyes oh, open, not yeah. moving at all. And she's like, okay, I got it. You yeah. know, it was fun to just see her create that character yeah. as we went. Right. 